Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new Witto Bevy. Witto Bevy. Do you want to know something really quick? What? I saw it. And Am I DM'd me the other day. Uh-huh. And whenever they DM me, I like to go to their little profile and like yeah. like their pics. They're so cute. And one of the girls had a highlight that said fun bevy. Oh. And she put a like a really cool like cocktail she made, but I was like, did she did did we give her fun bevy? I know. I'm like, is bevy a thing or do we just say that? I don't know. I mean, I I feel like I've never heard anybody else say really fun say bevy. fun bevy. Wow. So, anyways. I love that. We are tastemakers, <laughs> which put a bit in that anyways. Um, but this week, you guys, we are talking how your brain works. Yes. Meet your mind. Meet your mind. We're going to be talking about the four main parts of your brain, literally how your brain works. works. Yeah. We're going to be learning about degenerative brain conditions like dementia, and we're going to talk how to maintain a healthy brain because healthy brain, healthy mind, healthy life. Healthy life. You know? And I don't know all this stuff. And actually today, I did something really fun that involved my brain. So we'll get into that too. Oh, okay. So you get into that while I intro the drink? Yes. And just letting everyone know at the end of the episode, we're playing Citizens Arrest. Citizens Arrest. So stick around. Um, Yes. Introing the drink. Oh, am I going to tell you about my brain thing today? Okay. So this is interesting. I... Heard this on an ad for some podcast I was listening about. And then I saw it at the store and I was like, okay, I'll pick it up. I have no idea. It's Coca-Cola Move Limited Edition Rosalia. Oh, it's Rosalia's Coca-Cola. And it says that it's transformation flavored. I don't know if that means it's just. What is that? I have no idea. Well, maybe it's like rose. You know? We're going to find out. I kind of feel like it's just regular flavor, but they're calling. It's like, I don't know. No, transformation flavored. Here we go. Oh, my God. What the fuck? I have no. Oh, well. we'll uh, oh. oh. Okay, we got to circle back on that. Are you thinking what I probably, there's something. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're going to have the same conclusion at the, we'll find out at the end of the epi. But until then, mm. our brains are really working Whoa. right now to connect the dots on this one. Oh, yeah. So, oh, my brain thing. Yeah. But I will say, just if you're listening, if you're listening to us, go, oh, oh, it is not regular Coke flavored. It is not. It is no. transformation flavored. Yeah, it's definitely transformation <laughs> flavored for sure. So I've been doing neurofeedback, which if you guys don't know what it is, it's basically where they stick these little electrodes to your brain head mm-hmm. not electrodes let me take that back sensors uh-huh and they track your brain waves and they you basically like watch a, a movie you can watch a tv show and depending on what your brain waves are doing the the show either gets bigger smaller darker flashes and basically you're training your brain to be in a more healthier frequency like waves uh-huh and so i did a brain map last week and i got my results today where they basically put this cap on my head and they had me stare for three minutes at a little stuffed animal and then close my eyes for three minutes and then stare to kind of get the baseline of like where my brain's at. Uh Very interesting. 
That is so interesting. Yeah. So what is a brain map? So basically today with my, she's not a therapist, but like my person, she showed me my brain and like it's like different colors and then like different parts of my brain are activated. What's, you know, what's That's fully so the healthiest part of my brain, which is like 100% on in the right state. Frontal Yes, cortex. my prefrontal cortex, yeah. my judgment, like yeah. my decision making, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, it's like we're we're running the show. Yeah, she was like, "This is amazing." Maybe my, to your detriment. Maybe to my. Maybe like you logic and reason things out so hard that you overthink and then the no, because it would be overactivated. So oh, it could be underactivated. Okay. It's like at a perfect. Wow, I would love to know. It's at like, yeah, she's going to do a little. There's like a few tweaks we could do maybe. But she was like, we don't need to worry about that. It's really like the back of my brain. It's really so, it's really the back, like social anxiety, hypervigilance. Oh, we definitely um, get into that. In yeah, this. yeah. How do you like strengthen it? Like just that area. Oh, well, she puts the little sensors on that area and then she's going to help basically train it to be in a healthier, less activated. But like how, I guess. Oh, that's what she's doing with the TV. So basically, so when I'm doing the neurofeedback, I'm watching like, I'm, I'm watching Ace Ventura right now. I've never seen it. Oh my God, you've never seen Ace Ventura? This is my, there's a lot of things that because I didn't have a brother, I didn't experience. Why would a little girl by herself watch Ace Ventura? I need a brother. I think I watched it by myself. But like you, like my mom, me and my mom are never going to go. It's such a boy movie. Like I never saw Lord of the Rings. I'm like, you needed like a brother. Like that's like boys. Yeah. Kenny was in it. I never saw it. And watching Ace Ventura, I was like, I understand why my mom wouldn't get this at Blockbuster. And I don't know who Jim Carrey is. So why would I, you know? Yeah, I can I can see that. He was like it's talking with his butt cheeks and I'm going, I wouldn't have thought this was funny. <laughs> was it Ace, was it the first one or the, the first one? one. Oh, okay. But it's really fun. But anyways, basically when my brain is overactivated in that area, the screen will get really small and my brain will have to try to fix it. Oh. And so when my brain is doing the right frequency, it gets bigger and I can see it and it's fine. So it's like training it. It's like if you want to watch so the cool. movie, you got to be in this little state. I would love to try. I would love to try this. It's brain training. That is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So it's really fun. I don't have to do anything. Where do you go? I go to a neurofeedback center. No, but like where in town? Oh, it's in Beverly Hills. Oh, wow. Okay. So nearby. Yeah. Anyway, I have to go to this place. Okay, guys. But I say all that because I'm very excited to get into the brain because it does. I mean, it is your computer. It really is. It really is. It's just crazy to think about that we don't really know about it, but your brain has to, like, be the one that finds out. It's very inception Oh, right. You know, like, your brain named itself. Yes. Also, so weird. Um, what's his name? Bill Nye says that the universe, maybe both of them say, the universe is the only conscious thing that knows itself or something. Anyways. It's some weird consciousness shit. Yeah, I don't get it. really I don't wild. get it. But we do know that as we get older, brain health, it becomes more and more important, you know? And we wanted to get to know our brains and figure out the best way to keep keep them in tip-top shape. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Should we get into some fizzy Let, facts? Give us some facts. Well, you guys, first fact is your brain isn't fully formed until age 25. Yeah. Brain development begins from the back of the brain and works its way to the front. 
Therefore, your frontal lobes, which control planning and reasoning, are the last to strengthen and structure connections. That's uh-huh. why my therapist always told me, she's like, you're not allowed to get married until you're 20. She told, she told me 27. Yeah. She was like, mm-mm. Because it, you, your brain room. is not formed. Yeah. Another fact is that brain information travels up to an impressive 268 miles per hour. When a neuron is stimulated, it generates an electrical impulse that travels from cell to cell. A disruption in this regular processing can cause an epileptic seizure. I guess I never really knew what that was. Yeah. I mean, I know, I think it has something to do with flashing lights. So I wonder if that's the disruption. Oh, it stops. Yeah. But don't people just have those two without the flashing lights? Probably. But I think they can kick off that way. I shouldn't be speaking on that because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Another fact, the average adult human brain weighs three pounds and has a texture like a firm jelly. I hate that. So gross. I hate that. Here's another thing that I kind of hate. Your eyeballs are an extension of your brain and directly connect to it. It makes sense, but it really freaks me out. I know. So I'm like looking at now. I'm looking at you. And I'm like I'm looking at your brain. You're looking through my eyes into my brain. Kind of it's actually disgusting, and I want to throw up. <laughs> and finally, the brain only feels pleasure, and there are no pain receptors in the brain. So migraine and headache pain arise in the I don't know how to say this meninges. Meninges. It sounds like Menendez. But the meninges is the brain's covering. So I guess that's why when you have brain surgery, you're awake. I was going to say, my grandpa had brain surgery, and he they nailed his head to the table. Do you know that? What the fuck? They nail his Well, okay, so basically there's like a box, and his head is like in the box, and it's like screwed to the table, so you can't move it. And he was awake. Some people have to play the guitar. Yeah, because the, your physical brain does not have the pain. I want to puke. Because they have to, like, cut his skull off, <laughs> don't they? No, I think that was just like a, like a, I think they kind of drill. It's more of a drilling kind of sensation. Ooh, my friend had a brain tumor removed, like, a few months ago. This motherfucker's awake. Well, yeah. they're digging around in his brain. Yeah. That's so fucked It's up. It's fucked up. It is so up. Okay, so let's get into how the brain works in basic terms. Okay, so the basic functioning of the brain involves the transmission of information between neurons through a process called synaptic transmission. But we'll back it up because, you know, we like a definition here. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to talk about neuron, right? What is a neuron? A neuron is a specialized cell that transmits information through electrical and chemical signals. When a neuron is activated, it releases neurotransmitters that bind to receptors on the next neuron, which either excite or inhibit it, depending on the type of neurotransmitter and receptor involved. It's like the red light, green lights of your brain. Okay. Yes. Okay. So it kind of like is a little chain of all these different, and then it, yeah. Chain, 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 chain of fools. Mm. Okay. So let's talk about the map. Like, you know, I just did my little brain map. Yes, yes, yes. So the brain is divided into different regions that specialize in particular functions. So for example, the frontal lobe, like we talked about earlier, is responsible for decision-making and executive functioning. Oh, then mine's definitely not working right. Really? Oh, yeah. My executive functioning doesn't work good. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't work good. 
that's an ADHD thing. While the occipital lobe is involved in vision, so different regions of the brain communicate with each other through a network of pathways, allowing for complex and coordinated behaviors. However, those regions are part of four larger reasons. So let's get into these four big regions. chunks yes. of the brain. Okay, so the first is the cerebrum. So this is the largest and the most complex area of the brain, making up three-fourths of the brain's jelly-like volume. Yes. And it is responsible for higher-level functions such as conscious thought, learning, speech, perception, memory, and voluntary movement. The cerebral cortex, there we go, is divided into two hemispheres connected by a thick band of nerve fibers called the corpus callosum. Each hemisphere is further divided into four lobes, the frontal lobe, the parietal lobe, the temporal lobe, and the parietal lobe, oh, yeah, okay. temporal lobe, and go. occipital lobe. Thank you. I'm Natalie coming in with the pronunciation because <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce these things. Okay, the frontal lobe, like we said, decision-making, problem-solving, planning, motor control, the parietal lobe, processing sensory information such as touch, temperature, and pain. The temporal lobe, auditory reception, language comprehension, and memory. And occipital lobe is obviously visual, visual. processing. Yes. So then the second area we have is the cerebellum. And it is the second largest place of your brain, part of your brain. It sits under the cerebrum at the back of your head at the bottom of your skull. Maybe that's the one for you that's like... Yeah, yeah this is something... Uh, there's not... Something's not right here for me. <laughs> something's... Oh, my God. Our brains together? <gasps> Maybe that's why we work so well together. Yeah. Your I, front I, and my back. I doubt that your decision... Because it's just like... I think I would be impulsive. Like, you're not impulsive. No, but my executive function, which is like your ability to like organize and figure out like time and stuff yeah I, I, my brain doesn't do that because it could either be activated like um on the color skin it's like more red or it's like slow so it's more like blue you want it to be green on the map <sighs> and mine was like basically all green oh my god but there were other areas also she did say i have um the markers for adhd wow the way that my brain and i said well my mom has adhd i can't i don't know yeah. what this woman's saying on the phone to me <laughs> um but anyways, that was maybe that's why you understand me because you can follow what I'm saying. Maybe. Okay. So, anyways, the cerebellum it sends signals to other parts of your brain and your spinal cord. It's responsible for coordinating muscle movement and balance. It's also involved in motor learning and adaptation. It can modify and fine tune movement patterns based on feedback from the body and the environment, which allows for the development of more efficient and accurate movements over time. So, basically, every time you've been in a workout class and your instructor's been like, "Oh, this is how you correct your form," see, but I'm good at that. So maybe this is the cerebellum. It. That's the one that's like, oh, I get it. Okay. Like brain body connection. Mm, mm, yeah. You may have a problem or some form of damage to your cerebellum if you're unable to walk in a straight line, have issues with vertigo, visual issues like double vision, dizziness, or like trouble with hand eye coordination. However, through neuroplasticity, some of these things can actually be fixed. But we're going to, we'll circle back to neuroplasticity in a little bit. Yes, because we're going to get into the brainstem. That is the third largest area 
of your brain, which is located in the front of the cerebellum and anchors your brain to your spinal cord. Hmm. It's responsible for regulating many of the body's automatic functions, such as breathing, heart rate, blood pressure, sleep, and digestion. Maybe this is the part. The brain stem is divided into three main regions. Oh, you're going to have to say them all. The medulla oblongata, the pons, and the midbrain. Okay, so the medulla oblongata? Yes. Is the, maybe I need, what part of my brain is responsible for pronouncing (laughs) shit? (laughs) I just remember this from anatomy. I don't. (laughs) So that is the lowest part of the brainstem, and it controls many vital functions, such as, like we said, breathing, heart rate, blood pressure. It also controls reflexes like coughing, swallowing, and vomiting. Oh, you definitely This is my thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Okay. The pons is located above the mandula oblongata and is responsible for relaying information between different parts of the brain. It also plays a role in controlling breathing, sleeping, and arousal. And then the midbrain, it's the smallest region of the brainstem and is responsible for controlling visual auditory reflexes as well as some movements of the head and eyes. I'm glad you have the next one because I don't know how to say that. Ah, the diencephalon. Get out of here. Yes. So the diencephalon is in the center of your brain and is about the size of a little apricot. Oh, I remember that little thing. The little apricot. Like the brainstem, it's also broken into three parts. The thalamus, the hypothalamus, and the epithalamus. So the thalamus is the largest structure within the diencephalon, and it acts as a relay center for sensory information entering the brain. So it receives information from the senses like vision, hearing, touch, and taste, but not smell. And then it sends that information to the appropriate regions of the cerebral cortex for further processing. So it's like its little, its its own little computer. It's a computer within a computer. I'm sorry, I'm drinking the Coke. The transformation flavored Coke, and I, my mind, I can't even focus on what you're saying. I don't know what you're saying. Okay, then the hypothalamus <laughs> is located below the thalamus and plays a crucial role in regulating many physiological processes like hunger, thirst, body temperature, sleep, and instinctual behaviors. It also controls the release of hormones by the pituitary gland, which is located just below the hypothalamus. And then the epithalamus includes the pineal gland, which produces the hormone melatonin, and the habinula. Which, I don't know what that one is, which is involved These in— sound like things at a restaurant that I order. <laughs> Can I get the habinula? <laughs> it sounds like a fish. I'll take the habinula. Yeah. Is it fishy or is it—how is it? Is it flaky? <laughs> That one's involved with the regulation of reward processing and mood. Okay. Ooh, that's real interesting. Reward and mood. I have something up with that one. Really? I think so. I really want you to do the brain. Me too. No, I really want to go do that. Okay, so going back to earlier, how does the brain heal itself when it has some form of damage? Well, some of it can't be reversed, obviously. But other things can be helped with the assistance of mental and physical therapy and neuroplasticity. But what is that? Neuroplasticity, also known as neural 
plasticity, or brain plasticity, refers to the brain's ability to change and adapt in response to new experiences, learning, and environmental stimuli. It is the brain's capacity to reorganize neural connections, form new ones, and alter existing ones. It enables the brain to learn and develop new skills like language, motor skills, recover from physical injury, recover function after stroke, or other forms of brain damage, and compensate for age-related decline. And I do think that's kind of what the neurofeedback is, the global train, because like my brain is still, it's in this habit of like going down this anxious anxious route or like overactivating this, like my amygdala or whatever. Yeah. And we're like, we're like trying to train it. Like, hey. Yeah, we're let's, trying to fix the little neural. Let's get back into a fun little. Let's let's not take things so seriously. Right, we gotta we gotta fix the neuroplasticity because it's it's been wired one way, and we're trying to we're trying to re- wire it the other re- way. Wire it. Look into neurofeedback, but we talked about age related decline. Yes, and often that's I feel like associated with Alzheimer's, dementia, and like I'm always like, what's the What's the difference between dementia and Alzheimer's? Like, I never, I don't really understand right. that. Okay, well, so dementia is not a single disease. It's an overall term, kind of like heart disease, that covers a wide range of specific medical conditions, including Alzheimer's disease. So disorders grouped under the general term dementia are caused by abnormal brain changes. These changes trigger a decline in thinking skills, also known as cognitive abilities, severe enough to impair daily life and independent function. They also affect behavior, feelings, and relationships. But Alzheimer's disease accounts for 60 to 80 percent of dementia cases. Okay. And Alzheimer's is a brain disorder that slowly destroys memory and thinking skills and eventually the ability to carry out the simplest of tasks. In most people with the disease, those with the late onset type symptoms first appear in their mid-60s. Oh, gosh. So scary. I know. But my grandma had dementia. Oh, she really? had a not Alzheimer's. She had a Lewy body dementia. Okay. Which is this really wild combination. It's like a crossover between Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. Okay. So it's like motor and, and memory. memory. But then they hallucinate. Oh, it's so scary. And they also the the thing that's really weird about Lewy body dementia is that they are consciously aware that they're losing their mind. Oh, I don't like that. Oh. That's what Robin Williams had. Yeah. And then that's why a lot of them do end up taking their lives because they are like, I know what the end of this road is. Like, I'm aware of it. So scary. I know. And my grandma would say, like, I know this sounds crazy, and I know it didn't happen, but it did happen. And I saw Jesus sitting outside at, at my table. Cause she, she's yeah. hallucinating. Yeah, it, but, but she's like, like, I know it's not, but I, but it did, you know. Yeah, maybe they're just like tapped into some other I, dimension. Yeah, there could be like a, you know, we have our theories. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you're listening and you're like, I'm, you know, very scared of that. Obviously, a lot of that's genetic. But how can we maintain a healthy brain so that we're in tip-top shape? Tip-top. Number one, exercise regularly. Obviously, exercise has many known benefits, and regular physical activity also benefits the brain. Multiple research studies show that physically active people are less likely to experience a decline in their mental function and have lower risk of developing Alzheimer's disease. New research from Italy suggests that working your leg muscles may be key to getting the maximum brain benefit from physical activity. 
The researchers found that when you use your legs in weight-bearing exercise, the brain receives signals that spur it to make healthy new cells. This is big booty, big brain. Okay, so when I was doing research for this, I was like, oh my God, I remember this stat because there was this article that was going around that was like, oh, women with bigger butts have bigger brains. And so I was like, I'm going to put that in here. I'm going to look it up. And I went on Snopes.com. It was like, this is not... that doesn't really That's exist. not a thing. <laughs> but I remember I I was like, ooh, big booty, big, it, big brain. It kind of has merit. It kind of has merit. I think You it, do those squats. I don't think like the actual size of your leg muscle actually right, has anything. Right, but right, right. I think it did stem from this and people took it out of context. Right. But <laughs> hey, a nice, if you see somebody with a, with some nice perky cakes, they might have a good brain. <laughs> Your brain might be working in <laughs> tip-top shape. Okay, another way to maintain a healthy brain is to stay mentally active. Your brain is similar to a muscle, so you need to use it or lose it. Mm -hmm. There are many things you can do to keep your brain in shape, such as doing crossword puzzles or Sudoku, reading, playing cards, or getting together a jigsaw puzzle. Consider it like cross-training for your brain. Yeah. Or you could do, um, what's that one everyone plays? Wordle. A wordle or, or even contexto. Like, I love contexto. I've never heard of contexto. Oh, maybe we, maybe we'll play it on the pod. Oh, I would love that. It's really fun. Ooh. Also, I was thinking like maybe paint by number. Yeah, you know my paint by number is really takes a lot of my brain they, energy. It takes a lot of work. Those extensive paint by numbers with a little tiny. Yeah, it's, it's like thirteen. You have to like take the point bottom point and like stick it right there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it uses like concentration. Power. Yeah, hand-eye coordination. You got to, like, little little puzzles. Third, don't abuse alcohol. Excessive drinking is a major risk factor for dementia. But if you choose to drink, limit yourself to two drinks a day. Which feels like... Seems like a, seems <laughs> like a lot. But I guess we're, like, lightweights, so... I, I don't even drink two drinks a week. I don't either. <laughs> I don't know if I've had two drinks a month in... <laughs> the past few months. Not with my 9 p.m. bedtime. (laughs) Another way to keep your brain healthy is to build social networks. Strong social ties have been associated with a lower risk of dementia as well as lower blood pressure and longer life expectancy. And I think that's come up so much over the course of our podcast. Like we did the Blue Zones episode. We've There's just been so many different ones where it's like you have to have like a social like community. Yes. But you know what's interesting? Social networks online probably bring your dementia risk up. Yeah. Yeah. And raise your blood pressure and lower your life expectancy. Probably. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We got to keep our eyes on that one. (laughs) Next, keep your blood vessels healthy. The health of your arteries and veins is important to your heart health, but it's also critical for brain health. Get your blood pressure, blood sugar, and cholesterol checked regularly and take steps to keep your numbers within a normal range. I'm trying. I'm trying. Me too. Me too. Another way to keep your brain healthy is to eat a healthy diet, you guys. A diet rich in omega-3 fatty acids, low in saturated fat, full of nutrients found in leafy green vegetables along with whole grains can keep your brain healthy throughout your life. For many people, this means following like a Mediterranean diet, which like emphasizes a lot of fish, fruit, vegetables, nuts, olive oil, avocados, and like less red meat. But you already knew that. You already knew that. What are some other little fun ways that you can keep your brain healthy? You can learn a new language. You can play a musical instrument. 
memorization games, and travel. New experiences. It's yeah. like just lighting up new parts of your brain. The Honestly, for me, traveling and just having new experiences is the only reason that I think my brain functions. No, but I you always do are so, stuff. But like when I come back from a new thing, I'm so inspired to make art. To yeah. Just, like if I didn't, I don't know. I think my brain would just be sad. <laughs> I do a learn language. I'm on day like 306 or something of Duolingo. There we go. So maybe try that. Yeah, Duolingo. Because it will yell at you. I know. It'll be when like, I was are doing you it, stupid? It, it, like, it, open me. No, it will be like, Duolingo, you're making Duolingo sad. I yeah. hate what I was like, Jesus Christ. I know. They're like, you don't, you wouldn't want to lose your 300-day streak, would you? And I'm like, <laughs> fuck. No, I don't. I don't. Well, you guys, we hope you learn more about your brain, the four main parts of your brain, and how to maintain a healthy one because we want our girlies happy and healthy at all times. Yes. Um, okay, now, we've got to talk about what, what we're drinking. The yes. Coca-Cola, Rosalia, Move. Transformation flavored. Rosalia Creations. I wonder if they're doing like a—I wonder if other artists are going to do this. Oh, should we introduce our hottie? Our hottie is Jonah Hill. And because he was one of the voices in the movie Megamind. Megamind. Which just felt appropriate for the brain episode. And he's my birthday twin. So. Oh, he's your birthday hey. twin. Okay, so one, two, Jenna Hill. Okay, it tastes exactly like Coke and Malibu. Oh. What were you thinking? I thought you were going to say, it tastes like Coke and Malibu. Okay, wait, let me think. Hold on. It's a coconutty, like a tropical... Every time I drink it, I want to—I don't Maybe it's because—maybe it is because I'm getting transported back to Cabo Spring Break or something. It's very, like—I <sighs> don't want to say tropical. Are you getting tropical? I'm getting, like, also, like, licorice. Oh. Like, almost like a black licorice. It's like a wine tasting. It's like, I'm getting notes of— I'm getting notes of Malibu. Maybe. I also I also don't like uh, zero sugar stuff. So like, yeah, I don't that taste that aftertaste of like that also is part of it. Whoo, Rosalia! I think it tastes like. You think it tastes like? Coconut? I think it tastes like Malibu and Coke. Like I'm picturing us in Mexico because you know we got the free drinks at the all inclusive, <laughs> and I think I was pounding those back every three minutes. <laughs> and I feel like, like this that. is what it tastes like. Okay. Okay, maybe that's what that was the inspiration behind it. Maybe, and that's why they couldn't say anything, so they were just like transformation. It's it's flavored like transformation because that will transform you. Malibu and Coke will transform you. It will transform you. It kind of the marketing works though, because I'm like, when they said that it's transformation flavored, I thought I've got to know what that is. Yeah, and now we do. Wow, I wonder if they have a bunch of different artists that they're doing this with. That's what I was gonna say. I wonder if she's the first one because this it says. Coca-Cola Creations, which I've never seen them do that before. I don't know, you guys, but um, if you like Malibu and we say like yeah. rum and Coke. Yeah, if you like a rum and Coke moment or like a, I get like a coconut. I get like a black licorice. I, it's very confusing. I don't hate it. I think I would like a lot more if it wasn't zero sugar. I think the zero sugar. Yeah, throws I don't you. like that taste. I'm going to give it a, I'll give it an eight. Okay, I'm going to give it a five. Okay. Can you give it a six just so I, we don't have to do the math? No, six and a half. Six right. and a half out of Jonah Hill. Out of Jonah Hill. 
All right, this is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game, and this week it is Citizens Arrest. OS. And I've been sitting on mine. I've been oh. sitting on mine. Okay, well, then you go. Mine, I'm angry about mine. Oh, well, let's arrest this motherfucker. Well, okay, and you guys might not agree with me, but, and I just had this realization finally. Citizens Arrest on people who flip people off. Let me explain ah, this. Okay. So I was driving into the Grove parking lot and and a guy was driving and maybe a car cut him off or something and he, you know, flipped him off. Uh-huh. And I was so upset. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're taking this negative thing that's happening to you. You're transforming it into more negativity that affects everybody around you. Uh-huh. It doesn't solve anything. A honk, honking your horn's different because that might alert someone that's a safety thing. That's a little... But flipping someone off does nothing but perpetuate negative energy. All it does, it doesn't alert anyone. It's not for anyone's safety. All you're doing is spreading more negative energy so in the world. So he was... It doesn't matter. Cutting him off? It doesn't really matter. Oh, okay. It's the principle. And then I saw okay. someone flip someone off again, and I thought, oh, whenever I see it, it really upsets me. Wow. And I said, you guys, I'm in the business of something negative happens to me. I want to transform it into love and light. Uh-huh. I don't want to perpetuate, because then now you ruin someone else's day, and then they're going to flip someone off. It just, it's it perpetuates. Okay. And I know people listening are going to be like, oh, whatever, friend. But I'm really... I'm you really get passionate. very upset by I, it. I'm really passionate about it. Have you ever been flipped off? Yes. Oh, okay. I feel like that would be more upsetting than seeing somebody be flipped off. Yeah, even even the act of even seeing it ruins my day. Well, even then. If I'm not involved. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I'm not even involved well, then, in the incident. Therefore, they must be arrested. I'm just like, come on, you guys. Let's be mature here. Yes. Hey, listen. There would be no bad thing by arresting that. There'd be no negative thing that comes from it. Exactly. Only positive. Now, if you need to honk your horn, that's another situation. Yeah, usually I feel like it's a combo, a honk and a flip off. When, oh. I, when I witness it happening in, you know, in situations. Also, you guys, my mom, maybe, maybe this is where it came, this, this <gasps> is my core wound. Oh, I feel like I know what you're going to say, even though I don't know what you're about to say. Well, my mom, when she was first living in L.A., was on the freeway, flipped a guy off, because whatever, he cut her off. And they were in traffic. The guy got out of his car, went to her window and said, I have a gun in my car and I yes. will shoot you. Yeah, no, people are crazy. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, you don't even, and my mom told me that story when I was little, which probably shouldn't have, but whatever. And I was always like, you never know. I used to be scared of it. And yeah. I'm like, I'm not gonna flip someone off. What if they kill me? Speaking of crazy. What? Have you been watching Swarm? No. Should that I not? That fucking nuts. Should I watch it? It is so Donald Glover. I don't even... It's the most Donald Glover thing I could ever imagine. What does that mean? Like, you watch it and you're like, this is definitely from Donald Glover's mind. It is so weird. Not in the saying that, like, Donald Glover's weird and bad. Just, like, it's so Donald Glover. I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of scary, though. Okay. I mean, there's at least one murder every episode. Okay. So... But it's very interesting still. Because you just, you're so compelled by the craziness oh, that you're like, this is just wild. Okay. Anyways, maybe you should try it. I'm, I'm currently on Married at First Sight, but when I get through oh, that, yeah. yeah I'll have Once you're finished <laughs> season 12. 
<laughs> it's 23 episodes. Right. Okay, so my citizen's arrest, I'm I'm waffling between two because I feel like I might have already said one. What? Did I already arrest Oppenheimer, the movie? Oh. I feel like I, I might You have. do talk about it often, and I can't remember. <laughs> I don't remember if you said it on. I've arrested it just with us in real life. I know. In life. Shoot. Might as well say both. I'll just say both. But one of them is Oppenheimer, the movie, because this movie the doesn't come up. out for another fucking <laughs> year or like year and a half or something insane. And at the Century City Mall, there is a gigantic, there's also to, billboards of it. I'm trying to see when it comes out. Well, th- when I tell you that this thing, they put that thing up at the Century City Mall like a year ago. They've been playing the trailer for it for a while. Forever. And it's a lit- it's a countdown. No, okay, no, it does come out in July now. But it has been okay. up for I'm not kidding, at year. least a year. Yeah, definitely a year. And it would say like, comes out in 47 months. <laughs> but I'm like, why the fuck? Is this up? This better be the best movie of all time. This better be the best movie I've ever seen with my optic <laughs> stems that are connected to my fucking brain. Okay? Because the hype is out of control. Yeah. So I have to arrest Oppenheimer. The movie. The marketing team. The marketing team. Specifically that one, the countdown. The countdown. The countdown. Yeah. yeah. There's billboards. Imagine having a billboard for a movie that comes out in two years <laughs> with a literal time <laughs> countdown. Unbelievable. But I might have already said that because, again, it's been up for about a year. Yeah, yeah. you have been saying this for a while. (laughs) And I won't stop until July. So my other one is the trend of doorless showers. I can't stand this. Did you just experience this? I was at a hotel. I feel like I was with you. Maybe I wasn't. Yes, at the hotel in Liverpool. There's no door. Yeah, there was like like... And I've been in different hotels and, like, people's houses where they have this, mm-hmm. where it's just, like, you walk in and there's no door. No separation of church and state. No. <laughs> like, the shower head's, like, far enough away that it's not going to, like, flood your bathroom. I just don't like that. No, you know what? Actually, when I was in I was in New York this weekend and my hotel, it had the same thing where there was a curtain, but it was essentially doorless because it was like it was the same plane as the the ground. It, it was like if I was showering behind that curtain. Uh-uh. You know what I mean? So it yes. was like the, also, there was no bath. It was just shower. It doesn't have to be that I have to step into a bath, but I want to step into a different level. Higher, lower. Right. I want to be in a different entity. There needs to be some sort of separation. It was literally like being behind that curtain and showering. And all the water was just Yes. It, it didn't even have like a a tilt where it was going into the drain. It was I, I was in the sh- every time I showered. Yes. I flooded the place. I'm like, this is not my fault. I also, I'm closing the curtain that's given to me. I also feel like at when we were in Mexico, I almost feel like that was another doorless situation where it was like, why? It just gets water everywhere. I think a it makes walk, it colder. I think a walk-in shower is like a it's like a trend. It's like a up, you know, it's like a upscale upscale thing. You don't but have it, to open the door. <laughs> Less stuff to squeegee. I guess. But yeah, I'm gonna arrest it. Yeah, that's fair. It just I just don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't so, like it. <laughs> so, to jail. <laughs> to jail. 
Um, you guys, well, if you like this episode, we have more episodes on how to stay healthy. Episode 75, Healthy Habits to Keep You 100. And then also episode 87, Aging Joyfully, How to Embrace Getting Older. We also have the Blue Zones episode, which I don't know uh, where oh, that yeah. one is. That one talks a lot about... Um, you know, eating healthy and all those things. It's somewhere in there. And you guys know you can always write into the show. Write into the yeah. show at Am I Doing This Right Pod at gmail.com or you can DM us at Am I Doing This Right Pod. And we will be back next week with another episode. Love you. Love, Love you. you. Bye. Bye.